T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The restrictions are being lifted, the masks are coming off, and government officials are telling us to get on with our lives. From President Biden. It's time for America to get back to work and fill our great downtowns again with people. People working from home can feel safe and begin to return to their offices. To Mayor Adams. One thing that can't happen, you can't stay home in your pajamas all day. That is not who we are as a city. Oh, you need to be out cross-pollinating ideas, interacting with humans. The cheerleaders are yelling that the pandemic is over, but some parents feel they're being left on the sidelines. It's very difficult to to hear people say, oh, the pandemic is over, (laughs) when a lot of families today, um, especially those with children under five, are living in a similar world that they were living in, you know, in March 2020. Children under five still are not eligible for a COVID vaccine, leaving parents scared and frustrated. I'm concerned, both as a physician and as a parent, that we are failing our children, that we are sending them into contact with a novel virus completely without protection. This week on 880 In-Depth, the hidden prisoners of the COVID pandemic. Families with kids five and under still waiting for vaccine approval. Our kids are sitting ducks right now. Welcome to 880 In-Depth. I'm Michael Wallace. Vaccine and masking requirements are a thing of the past, and many people are resuming their pre-pandemic lives, but there are exceptions. The FDA has yet to approve vaccines for young kids, leaving them at risk. It is very isolating, to be frank, when the rest of society wants to move on and you simply can't access the same tools that everyone else can to protect themselves. The latest data show pediatric COVID cases jumped 43% over the most recent two-week period, and hospitalizations are up as well. Here's a more sobering statistic. Across the country, there have been 400 COVID deaths of children four and under. The number is small, but the impact is devastating. A little later, we'll hear from a pediatrician who has a solution for the vaccine problem. I think that the FDA and the CDC should allow off-label use of COVID vaccination for children to be done in discussion with their pediatrician. But let's start with Fatima Khan. She's a mom with two young children. Her six-year-old is vaccinated, but her four-year-old is not. It's hard to put one child out into the world and not expect that virus to come back and infect the younger one. Khan is desperate to have her young daughter vaccinated, so she started a Facebook group called Protect Their Future. She spoke to WCBS reporter Peter Haskell. 
back in December, I was feeling extremely demoralized because Omicron was starting to pick up. We just heard news that Pfizer's um, vaccine for kids under five was going to be delayed, and there just didn't seem to be an end in sight. And my daughter is four at the time as well, and I am not a doctor, but I have a lot of physicians and pediatricians within my family, in my friend circle, and so I kept asking all the doctors that I knew, you know, why can my daughter not have this vaccine? Is there any, like, health risk? Like, what should I be thinking about? You know, why can a five-year-old have one, but she can't? Is there a huge difference between their bodies, you know? Um, and unanimously, I kept getting the answer that, well, no, your, your, your four-year-old is biologically and immunologically pretty much the same as a five-year-old. Um, but, you know, there is paperwork, there are processes that, um, you know, are required. And so just be patient. And um, that was not exactly the easiest thing to hear. Just be patient, even though this is a safe vaccine um, and, you know, something that you could absolutely take safely. Um, I connected with a couple other moms. So um, Protect Their Future was started by four of us moms. We've actually never met in real life. We all met each other online and we virtually talked to each other late December. Um, one of us is a pediatrician. I am not one of our founding mothers is. And we all just got together and said, what can we do for our children? How can we advocate for them? So we decided, you know what, let's start a Facebook group. Let's see if we can connect with other parents who might be interested in advocating for their children under five and let's see what happens. And the response was overwhelming. We have grown in just four months. We have over 5,000 very active and engaged members on Facebook. We have over 4,000 Twitter followers. Some of them overlap, some of them do not. And for every member in our group, there are countless, of, countless other families that are just staying above water who might not have the time and energy to advocate because they are juggling children under five, um, probably dealing with other kids that are older, managing their jobs. It's, it is not an easy place to be. And so our group has just, you know, just overwhelmingly grown. We are passionate. We really care about our kids. A lot of us are healthcare workers or physicians ourselves with kids under five. And everyone in this group is just doing everything they can to help their kids and, and, you know, bring a voice for them. What's the end goal of the group? That's a really good question. So I started um, Protect Their Future with my fellow co-mom founders, um, really with my four-year-old in mind to try and get her vaccinated. And as I'm moving through this process and seeing all the bureaucratic red tape that is surrounded in, you know, just basic public health policy, especially for children, I'm realizing that this effort and this fight um, goes well beyond these vaccines. And right now I'm really doing it for both my four and six-year-olds because I know that the next generation of treatments, the next public health crisis, it's going to impact all of our children. Today, it just happened to be kids under five. But if we don't change some fundamental issues within our own healthcare, you know, system, um, I think we're going to have this crisis again and again, and it's just unacceptable at this point. So 
our end goal is really to make sure that children are prioritized in public health policy. Obviously, the immediate um, effort is to get access to vaccines, but this fight doesn't end once shots are in arms. There is so much work to do, and we need to ensure that whatever the next vaccine is, we know that these vaccines are just, you know, one piece of the puzzle. Um, whatever comes out next, our children cannot be left behind again. The group is trying to put pressure on the FDA to review the vaccine data for young children as soon as it's submitted. More than 900 doctors have signed a letter to the agency's commissioner, and parents have created their own mechanism. So we started a citizen petition. Um, We collected about 1,700 signatures um, within about two days um, and submitted it to the FDA this week. And essentially what we were hearing from from news sources is that the FDA was signaling that they would delay their review of the Moderna data, which we're expecting, honestly, any any minute um, to drop, um, just so that Pfizer could catch up. And the rationale was that, well, we will roll both vaccines out because parents might get confused if there are two vaccines out there in the world um, at different times. And parents have waited long enough. Every delay, every day of inaction means that more children are getting infected and suffering. More families have to, you know, make difficult decisions on whether to keep their job, not, you know, send their kid to childcare, et cetera. And so this petition essentially talks about um, the FDA policies and um, certain sections in the law in the Food and Drug and Cosmetic Act um, that essentially say that these vaccines need to be, you know, rolled out with urgencies and, you know, not delayed for reasons that are not related to safety and efficacy. And so, you know, using excuses like confusing parents um, is certainly not a science-based reason and has nothing to do with safety and efficacy. So we're asking the FDA to reconsider and ensure that they do a speedy review of data as soon as it comes in. When it comes to her daily life, Khan feels like a prisoner. She thinks the risks are too great to be out with people who could infect her unvaccinated daughter. It is very isolating, to be frank, when the rest of society wants to move on and you simply can't access the same tools that everyone else can to protect themselves. It's very difficult. It's really difficult to hear um, Biden tell everyone to go back to work when almost 20 million children in this country cannot get vaccinated. It's very difficult to to hear people say, oh, the pandemic is over, (laughs) when a lot of families today, um, especially those with children under five, are living in a similar world that they were living in, you know, in March 2020. Our kids are sitting ducks right now. They are in the exact same position that a lot of us were in 2020 when we were taking all those precautions. Um, And it's not like we have learned that this virus is less dangerous, um, you know, in the last few years. If if anything, we've learned that this virus is ever-changing and keeps surprising scientists in the type of damage it can cause. Now, let's turn to the science. Children four and under are five times more likely to get infected than those five to 17. 
And those same younger kids are five times more likely to be hospitalized from the Omicron variant than from Delta. That speaks to the urgency for many parents. Dr. Marina Crisman is a pediatric neurologist in central Jersey. She spoke to our Peter Haskell. The Omicron variant has actually resulted in higher rates of hospitalization among children less than five years of age compared to previous variants, including the previous Delta variant. This is actually not something that people, many people realize. Their impression is that Omicron has been mild, and unfortunately, COVID Omicron variant has resulted in the most number of hospitalizations since December with the Omicron variant compared to um, other time periods during this pandemic. So young children appear to be more affected by the Omicron variant because it seems to be causing more um, infections and inflammations in the throat. That's why so many um, adults are getting sore throats. And our young children have much smaller um, throats and airways, which is why it seems to be more significantly affecting them. She thinks the FDA can find a resolution before actually authorizing the vaccine for younger kids. I believe that um, they're obviously working towards finding the right, uh, the right dosages, and there have been questions about safety. But as the older data has shown for older children, 5 to 11 and 12 and over, there have been no significant um, safety concerns for the 5 to 11 age group. And the data is now released by Moderna for children six months to five years with no safety concerns identified within the clinical trials for this age group. So while I, as a physician, I completely understand the need for thorough evaluation. Um, I do think that real-world safety exists for these vaccines, and now we have data for safety from the Moderna clinical trial. How much of a difference is there uh, if a child's getting a vaccine between a four-year-old getting a vaccine or a five-year-old or a six-year-old, how big a difference is there? So there are certainly um, differences by age and maturation of the immune system within the pediatric age group. I'm unaware of how these specific age groups were selected for the COVID vaccination as these age groups don't exist for other pediatric clinical trials for vaccinations such as influenza. So I do think that there needs, so I'm not aware that there would be a significant difference between a four and a five-year-old, but I was not privy to when these decisions were made. I can say that as a physician who treats children with complicated neurological disorders, I prescribe medication off-label on a regular basis in discussion with the parents and based on my own medical expertise. I think the same option needs to exist for families in conversation with their pediatricians. So so what exactly mm -hmm. would that mean? 
I think that the FDA and the CDC should allow off-label use of <clears throat> COVID vaccination for children to be done in discussion with their pediatricians. Given particularly the really their release from Moderna of no safety concerns within their clinical trials and no safety concerns within the published and emergency use authorized Pfizer vaccination for children 5 to 11. Dr. Chrisman can empathize with her patients because she has a two-year-old and a four-year-old. She's constantly wrestling with what's safe and appropriate. We are balancing day-to-day decisions as to whether to send our children to daycare, to travel to see family, to even <clears throat> go to a birthday card party in order to avoid exposure um, and risks of complications, particularly as masking mandates have gone down. In addition, just today, my child's preschool is shut down because of a COVID exposure, because of a COVID case in his classroom. These are disruptions that children who are too young for vaccination face, unfortunately, fairly regularly. And while the vaccine may not always prevent infection, it certainly will reduce the risks of infection, reduce the risks of these kinds of daycare closures, and more, most importantly, hopefully reduce the risks of severe complications to our youngest children. I'm curious if in some ways you feel you're being held hostage because your kids aren't vaccinated. Absolutely. Speaking now as a parent of two young children, I would like them to be able to engage in all the normal things of childhood. I am a member of a grassroots parent organization called Protect Their Future. And being held hostage or being left behind is unfortunately the bitter sentiment of the majority of the parents in this group at this time. This is why the group has signed a citizen's petition to the FDA pleading for the FDA to have urgent data review of Moderna data as soon as it comes in and to encourage in any way possible review of all safety information for approval of or evaluation of for approval of COVID vaccinations. They want to be able to bring their child children into normal childhood activities and to do so without the risk of long-term sequelae from a novel virus. In the meantime, the waiting game continues. She and other parents hope the FDA doesn't wait too much longer before giving their kids a chance to get vaccinated. The latest guidance suggests approval might not come until June. That's it for 880 In-Depth this week. The executive producers are Tim Sheld and Peter Haskell. Our thanks to Fatima Khan and Dr. Marina Krisman. 880 In-Depth gives us a chance to focus on an important issue in our community. 
You can find us at WCBS880.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your audio. And please subscribe. I'm Michael Wallace. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.